Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speak Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today for episode 348. We've got a great show for you as we are welcoming back a, a former guest, friend, colleague, and a friend of the program, Mr. John Michael Morgan. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is all about your mindset as a speaker. Listen, if you've ever struggled with the results that you're getting as you build your speaking business, John is here to help us consider how changing our mindset can really influence our outcomes and success as a speaker. Now, when we talk about mindset, what exactly do we mean by that? See, we're talking about your, your topic, your ability to communicate, the industry, your opportunities, and what you think about yourself. John's going to dive into how each of these factors contributes to a healthy mindset as a key to our success as speakers. There are so many external factors that are impacting our mindset. So John is also going to be talking about how to find our confidence, a balanced perspective, and what it means to be intentional every single day. This is really a great episode. I think you're going to enjoy this. Let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with John Michael Morgan. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast today, joined by my buddy, uh, John Michael Morgan. Uh, we've got John on episodes 169, 182. Go back, check those out. John is a phenomenal speaker, uh, coach, and an even better human being. So, uh, John, thanks for being with us today, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute since you've been on. Good to catch back up here. Uh, so, why don't you, first of all, give us a little snapshot here of your business, what it is that you do, who you work with, who you speak to, and, and uh, the, the high-level overview of all things. Sure. So I coach and I do that one-on-one uh, -on -one and group coaching. And then I write books and I speak. And so I do all of that to entrepreneurs, leaders, um, you know, small businesses, as well as large companies uh, like Disney and Google. And, you know, I've worked with uh, BMW and Starbucks and, you know, a bunch of cool companies, but uh, I've done it for now. This is year 13 that uh, I've been, man. yeah, I know. Man. It's like crazy. I love it when I hear coaches who are like, I'm a veteran. I've been doing this four years. I'm like, my goodness, I'm very old. <laughs> that's, uh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is, this is adorable. Um, so I've been doing that, yeah, for a long time. And I help these people with uh, kind of anything and everything. My wife jokes that I'm a therapist for entrepreneurs, but it's basically, you know, helping people develop the right mindset, have the right thoughts, which of course then influences their actions, which of course influences their results. So that's basically what I do. When someone's not getting the results that they want, we work backwards, we get the right thoughts, so they'll do the right things and then get out of their way and actually have success. 
Yeah, that's what we were going to talk about today, because because being a, a speaker is just a, it's another uh, version of just being an entrepreneur. And there are days where you just feel like this is awesome. I am really good at this thing. And, and then there are days you're just like, I suck and I need to go get a job at Walmart. And mindset and just the, the what happens between your, your ears upstairs is just it's really, really, really difficult to navigate. And so uh, kind of talk us through like like big picture. What are some of the, the more common challenges that you see with entrepreneurs and speakers in general of uh as it relates to their mindset. Sure. So we'll get right to the absolute core of it that like, if you master this one thing, it'll change your entire business and your life and everything, which is all of us as speakers, there's some narrative that we're telling ourselves, some story, some belief of what we think we're capable of, how we think the audience will respond, uh, how much we think we can get per gig, uh, you, you know, all of these things. And what we sometimes fail to realize is not just what that story is, but the fact that no matter what the story is, that's what we will live out. That's the way, you know, our brain is wired. So if we tell ourselves, okay, I want to be a speaker that makes, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and I want to do this full time, but the story you're telling yourself is that there's too much competition. You're not unique. You're not a best-selling author. You're not uh, got a big enough social media audience or, you know, whatever it may be. Then, of course, you're not going to hit that result because you're not going to take action on it. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're not going to fulfill that. So we can't outperform uh, our potential that we've decided mentally uh, of what we're even capable of. So it starts there, which is just figuring out. What is it you think about yourself? What is it you think about your topic, your ability to communicate? What do you think about the industry? Uh, what do you think about your opportunities? Get real clear on all these things and then look at that story and look at those beliefs and say, does this actually serve me? Yeah. Like what, what, if this is what I believe, can this person achieve the things that I want? And, and more often than not, the answer is no. So then you write a new story and it's as simple as physically writing a new story and then rereading that story every day. If you have to, whatever it takes to make that become the new story that you start telling yourself. So, and I want to dig into to the latter part of it as far as like, um, you know, what that new story could look like and what we do from there. But let, let's dig in a little bit more on kind of the, the former as far as, uh, is this something that affects all speakers and all entrepreneurs? Because I think part of the, the challenge with being uh, a speaker or uh, being a, a thought leader, an expert, or however we want to position ourselves, is that a lot of us were, were supposed to be these like motivational, like everything's good, the, si the sun is always out, and like life is always perfect. And like the reality is like, that's just not realistic. Like that's not the case. So does the idea, does like having a healthy mindset, does that come easier to some people versus others? Or is there something wrong with us if it, if we have like a negative mindset? So there, there's certainly, I will say, um, you know, outside like external circumstances that some of us may have grown up with that may make the mindset even harder for us. Mm -hmm. But I don't know anyone that it just has come to easily. Uh, in fact, one of the unique things about having done this for 13 years is how I can talk to someone who is just starting out, feels like they're struggling, they're full of self-doubt. And then I turn around an hour later and I talk to someone who owns five houses and they're still full of doubt and they still think they're not doing what they're capable of. So right. it, it's a daily battle and we have to pay attention to that and understand like, okay, that's our competition. 
it's winning the mindset game. Everything else is just noise. If we can win that internal game more days than not, we're going to win. Yeah. And so, yeah, everybody struggles with it. And if they don't, then they either don't realize how badly they're struggling with it or they're just lying. I remember a few years ago, um, or maybe several years ago, I remember seeing a, an interview with uh, with Oprah and she was interviewing uh, J.K. Rowling. And it was after J.K. had become a billionaire. And uh, I remember Oprah asking her, like, you're, you know, you're a billionaire. Welcome to the club. How's it feel? <laughs> and I remember her basically saying, like, I still feel like this is all going to go away at any moment, you know? Right. And so it feels like with any level of quote unquote success and, you know, entrepreneurial life or as a speaker, whatever it may be, it still feels like, yeah, but you know, this could all collapse or there could be a COVID or there could be some, you know, something that I screw up or something that's outside of my control. So it always just feels like the other shoe's going to drop at any moment. Mm-hmm. How do you find that right balance between like a, a, almost like a healthy paranoia versus not just not driving yourself crazy? So this is a great question. I think most people root their confidence in the wrong thing. And they're, they're trying to have confidence in like all these other, like I said, external factors when what you should have confidence in is your ability to be resilient. Uh, So Harvard did a study and determined that the number one factor in determining whether or not someone overcomes a challenge with great success or not is their attitude, not mm-hmm. skill, not resources, not you know anything else. Which means if someone is sitting here now saying, I'm afraid of the, the unknown, the future COVID, it's like, okay, you're now not going to be confident. But if you can put confidence in your ability to say, yeah, you know what? There may be another COVID. There may be something else bizarre. We have no idea what's coming, but I am confident in I will maintain a strong attitude and adjust and figure it out and, and you know and keep working. That's the thing. And I love that you know you mentioned J.K. Rowling, someone who was turned down so many times by publishers that you know how many of us would have said, okay, well obviously uh, this isn't meant to be for me. Yeah. But what she did was not change her attitude about it. She still, you know, just kept making changes, you know, kept going, kept changing. That's what we have to do. So again, I think what it comes down to is like, you said, you know, that healthy paranoia is like, yeah, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but if we understand that we're going to stay focused and do our thing, regardless of what gets thrown our way, then we can at least have confidence in that. Um, you know, when I started out in my career, the only area I had confidence in was knowing that I wouldn't quit. Yeah, like th- that was it. I knew there were better speakers. I knew there were better coaches. I knew, you know, all this other stuff is like, yeah, okay, that's all fine. The only thing I got going for me is I'm not going to give up. And so I based all of my confidence in that. And so I took my lumps, I took hits, I made mistakes. But the whole time I was able to maintain a strong attitude because my confidence came from the fact of, well, I'm, n- I'm not going to give up. I've made that core decision. Everything else then didn't matter. Do you find that, especially coming out of COVID as we are now, 
that um, that people's mindsets have been rattled. Like for some people, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, like some people have had a pandemic was a great thing for them. And some people, it was devastating to them personally or professionally. People lost jobs, uh, speaking businesses were just ravaged. And so for some people, they're just like, uh, they just they just feel beat up, tail between the legs right now, and their mindsets are just are shot at the moment. So, mm-hmm. do you find that a, a lot of entrepreneurs that you're working with that are coming out of COVID right now are just super super gun shy and just like I'm scared to leave the cave right now or to get out of bed in the morning for fear that you know something else is gonna uh, to beat me up? Um, what do you find is like the the state of a lot of entrepreneurs right now? You know th- that's a great question because my little bubble and world that I travel in, um, so many people end up still having record years. So a lot of the entrepreneurs and people I talk to are super positive and very excited about today and very excited about the future. But the gift that COVID gave all of us, if we choose to view it as this, is it revealed the strength or lack thereof of our mindset. So for some people, like you said, COVID wrecked us and that's okay and then for others covid revealed how strong someone might be that's okay too so if you were that person listening to this and you are gunshot you do have fear like covid was hard then you get to look at it and say okay maybe there's some areas of my mindset that this has presented to me and that's where i need to work on that that's where i'll start because one thing i know for sure grant is that especially in speaking but it's true in everything. If we work on ourselves more, we'll actually be way better on stage. How so? You know, a, a lot of speakers want to work on their 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 opening and their stories and where do I place this joke and uh, what what book do I need or whatever. And it's like, okay, all oh, that's important. But if you sat there and said, instead of working on my communication skills, I'm going to just stay where I am right there at the moment. And instead, I'm going to work on making sure that my mindset is strong, making sure that my energy is good, making sure that every time someone comes in contact with me, uh, it brightens their day because my enthusiasm is contagious. All that's going to bleed over on stage and make you so much more magnetic of a speaker. Yeah. You, you know, that that's where a lot of times we see these speakers that just sort of have like, you know, what people call that it factor. Right. What, what we just love is their enthusiasm. We love their attitude. We love their charisma. It's not that they're the greatest speaker. It's not that what they're saying is the most profound. Instead, it's the energy just feels right. Yeah. And so, like, like I said, a lot of speakers, we don't work on that. We're just working on always trying to craft the best message. And it's like, you know what? Like, that's important. But if you work on you and then go on stage, watch how much you shine and really rock that event because you know what you're talking about. You just need to put yourself in a position of strength. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. That makes a ton of sense. It reminds me a few years ago, I was talking with a, a speaker who had done some, um, some, some speaking and work with um, the Kansas City Royals, the Major League Baseball team. And I remember him saying like, uh, he was working with the team at spring training. He's like, I don't know anything about how to hit a fastball or fielding or anything like that, or baseball strategy or anything. 
but he said, you, you know, you think about like, you have a lot of these like 20 something kids who are up there at the plate in front of thousands and thousands of fans with multi-million dollar contracts on the line, trying to focus on hitting a baseball, you know, it's like, it's really, really difficult when you have all this pressure on your head. And so they, they talked about, he said, he, he worked with the team on everything that had to do with like, uh, off the field and nothing to do with, you know, here's how you hit a curveball, And here's a, but like, what's your mindset when you go to play the game and, uh, coincidentally or not coincidentally, like that was the year they won the world series. This is a few years ago. Um, and it had nothing to do with their on-field performance. And so even as you're kind of talking about as speakers, we spend so much time working on the craft of speaking that, yeah, that's that's still important and you still need to know how to hit a, a fastball, but there's also something to be said of just showing up with the, like your head in the right place uh, can make a massive difference. Yeah. It, it, you know, you're exactly right. I love that example. I think about um, every year when the Super Bowl happens, the coaches often talk about their biggest challenge is keeping their players from being distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, they're having to tell them like, listen, you got to do these media appearances. Your family's going to be contacting you for tickets. Uh, you know, friends from third grade are all of a sudden going to be you know, re reaching yeah. out to you or whatever. It's like, you've got to get really good at blocking all of that out because you just have to be able to show up, you know, to the game. And if we look at any sport, the people who excel the most are the ones who are able to block out, you know, everything. I think about, you know, Michael Phelps when he was, you know, winning everything in the Olympics and he would leave uh, his AirPods in up until like the last moment yeah. because the guy like, you know, it's not that he's just, you know, has to listen to his music right before he swims. It's like, no, he's, oblivious to the world at that point right like he's right. blocked it all out he's focused on his one thing and I think as speakers we we might visualize the event going well a, a little bit we certainly before we're going to go on stage uh, you know we try to get real focused maybe take a couple of deep breaths you know think through our notes uh, you know maybe say a prayer or, you know something like we're kind of getting in the zone but imagine if you really sat down and like the night before the event, you visualized all of it. Like when I get to a venue, every single time I ask them if I can look at the stage and the setup beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it's simply so that I can visualize myself. I want to visualize getting ready, going out of the hotel room, going down the elevator, walking to the room, what the backstage is like, what it's going to be like on the stage. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, and I don't ever have my talks scripted out because uh, I just can't remember it. But I'm visualizing, you know, all of these different things. And part of the reason is so that by the time I get up there, it feels like I've done it before. Yeah, it feels normal. But I'm spending a lot of mental time on that part rather than trying to remember, you know, 82 bullet points, or I hope, you know, that I'm standing still when I land at this point and all that. And I'm not saying those things don't matter, but I'm saying at the end of the day, it's like, if you're sitting up there on stage and you were trying to remember, this is how I stand when I say this, uh, when this slide comes up, I say this joke, I got to make eye contact. I got to do all these things. And it's like, you're trying to keep all that in your mind while you're delivering the message. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a lot. So if you can, you know, work on your mindset where you're also not walking up there. Like I remember, I learned this the hard way, Grant, many, many years ago, I was about to go on stage and still had my phone on, which I shouldn't have. 
and business was not great at the moment. There were struggles. And I got this text notification from my bank that there was not as much money in my account as I felt like there should have been. And as I'm reading it and I'm thinking, am I going to be able to like get home and eat? Like, you know, I'm trying to like think through this and I'm thinking of my wife at home and I'm like, does she know? And does she need anything? You know, I'm like all this stuff as I'm like freaking out, I realize they're introducing me. Please welcome to the stage. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that's my fault for not protecting my mindset. Yeah. You you know, doing that stuff. So again, like if, if I have a speaking gig and and right now, you know, if it's in person or virtual, um, I try to not spend time in my email box or social media or, or anything that, could be a potential like, oh, now here's a trigger that's going to, uh, you know, stress me out or, you know, whatever it may be, um, because that stuff all adds up. It's like, let me save that for when I'm off stage. Hey, friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I, I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start. Let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done-for-you websites, done-for-you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about um, you, you mentioned like when you got started speaking and just started your business in general, that the one thing that you, you knew you could control was that you weren't going to quit. How do you find that right balance between, again, kind of having a, a healthy perspective, but not being delusional to the point where like uh, my mindset is almost, I don't know, this but it's like too healthy or too positive, you know, to the point yeah. where it's almost detrimental to me. So I, I'm smiling because I don't want my answer to offend anybody. But the truth is, I saw too many people doing it successfully, where I was like, okay, if that idiot can do it, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so it was like, I may not figure out how to get there yet. But my goodness, I know I could do that. (laughs) So it was more that like, I'm almost like anti-motivational in that when I see a speaker who's just brilliant, you know, you see uh, the Les Browns, you see, uh, you know, Bob Berg, you see, you know, just all these speakers that I think are just so like smooth at what they do. And I'm like, okay, that is never going to be me. So instead I look at the speakers and I'm like, who said yes to that? Like who put them on stage? (laughs) And then I think, okay, if someone said yes to them, I might have a shot. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, well, well, and to that point, like especially early on in your your speaking career, it can be it can be intimidating and overwhelming that you you look up to a Les Brown, a Bob Berg, a, a John Morgan, a whoever. They're just like, I will never be as good as they are. They're a phenomenal speaker. They're amazing. But it's it's so important to remember that like every speaker starts from zero. Like you, there's right. a time where like they had none gigs and then they did their first gig. There's a time where like they sucked as a speaker and they're dramatically worse than they are today. And there's times where even today that they still bomb and like it doesn't click or doesn't resonate or doesn't work with the audience for whatever reason. So how do you kind of, again, keep that healthy perspective that um, like to some degree, I kind of like half joke, half serious, like everyone's doing their best, you know? Right. Uh, And so, so like, how do you keep again, uh, that healthy perspective, especially like when you're looking at the, the landscape of competition uh, with other speakers and you're like, I, I don't want to compare myself to them, but I I don't, I don't want to fall into that trap. Um, How do we balance that? So I, I do two things with that. And, and I think one is I remind myself, like, again, for me, this is a marathon, not a sprint, Yeah, which means I'm going to have good gigs and I'm going to have bad ones and I'm going to get some opportunities and I'm going to get overlooked for some and I'm going to be better than some speakers and I'm never going to be worthy of sharing the stage with others. Like yeah. all of those things can be true, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. But I know that I'm going to keep trying and like you said, you know, do our best and, and get better. I'm on a journey of growth. So that's the other part. The exciting thing for me is that I don't want to be the same speaker a year from now that I am today. Yeah, I want to evolve. I want it to be different. Um, the other part is I try not to worry about what other speakers are doing or saying or not saying or their style or any of that, because I try to put so much of my personality and my stories in my presentation that it helps me mentally realize, okay, they can't really compare us. Yeah. Because, you know, like Bob Berg and I have spoken at many events together and the audience has enjoyed both, but we're dramatically different, you you know, like just completely different. And so I don't get intimidated by Bob one, because he may be the most genuine kind person (laughs) on on the planet. But the other part is because I'm not even trying to be that style. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like what I'm doing is so different than, than what he does that we may be both speakers, but that's kind of where the comparison ends. Yeah. So I, I keep that in mind as well. And I think that keeps it healthy where I'm not getting intimidated by competition. I'm not, you know, trying to, uh, you know, keep up with, with anyone and, you know, instead just really do my thing. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to compare two totally different styles of food, you know, going to a taco joint and going to a barbecue joint and like they're both good. They're different right. cuisine. So there, you can't, you're not comparing apples to apples there. Uh, and that that's okay. And that, I think that you bring up a good point that there is plenty of room in the industry for everybody and all different styles and all different flavors. Right. And there's going to be people who uh, may watch you and be like, I really resonate with that. And they may watch me and say, they don't resonate with that. And it's not that again, one's better or worse than the other, but every, every speaker is going to appeal to, to different types of audiences. So keeping that in mind. Now I want to go back to something else you, you touched on earlier that um, when you, you kind of recognize that like, okay, I want to have a, a healthy mindset, you know, day in and day out. And part of that is just rewriting that narrative. You started to talk about that as like, some of us just physically rewriting it, but what does that look like? If I kind of recognize like, okay, I realize I need to have a healthier mindset on a daily basis. Talk us through what steps we need to be taking. Okay. So w- one thing is with our calendar, 
our calendar very much reveals who we think we are and where we're going. And what I have found is, in this case, say a lot of speakers, they actually know what to do. They understand building their brand, putting out content, growing their audience, networking, all these different things that are going to help uh, get them gigs and you know get them paid, right? The problem is if we actually looked at their calendar, much of those activities aren't on it, right? So you know I could grab any random speaker right now and say, show me your calendar. Will I see time blocks for mindset? Will I see time blocks for exercise? Will I see time blocks for marketing? Will I see time blocks for prospecting and networking? You know, and all these things. And, and the truth is like, yeah, for some, definitely. For most, no, not at all. Yeah. So instead, what we're doing is we're actually living off of our to-do list rather than our calendar. But what I have found is that we can have a long list of things that we need to do and want to do until we have decided when those things will be done. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes. So you write, rewrite a new narrative and you say, I'm now the kind of person who wakes up early and meditates in journals and, and prays. I'm the kind of person who's going to uh, create content before I log into social media and consume it. You know, you start making this list of like, this is the new me. Then you say, okay, well, where does that in the calendar? Right. Let's actually, you know, schedule it. So it sounds like very OCD and, and kind of, you know, really breaking this down simply, but in my calendar, I have blocks of like, this is the time I journal. This is the time I meditate. This is the time I check social media. This is the time I respond to emails. You know, all of these things like you and I talking now, like this is the time I do podcasts. Like that's, right. you, you know, it, it's all, you know, structured. I'm not naturally a structured person, but I know that the calendar reveals again, like the true story. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you rewrite who you want to become and then you start scheduling it. Yeah. to make it real so that it can become a habit. So when you talk about like writing it out again, this isn't just like a, I'm kind of like walking this through in my mind, but like physically writing it out, uh, any best practices for that, doing it in a Google doc, or is it better to just do you no know, actual pen to paper? Uh, and like, yeah. well, and you kind of mentioned like, I'm the type of person who da, 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 da. Um, like talk us through like, what's that format should be like? Uh, okay. Yeah. So I love pen and paper. I know there's been some studies that talk about, you know, that really helping rewire the brain. Here's the thing. I just want people to do it. So if you need a fancy leather journal made from Italy, go get it and do that. <laughs> right. If a Google doc is your thing, do that. It doesn't matter that part, but yeah. what matters is that you, you do actually, you don't keep it in your head, you, you know, that you are somehow getting it out. And what I found is that often when we start writing out who we want to be, the little voice in our back of our head comes in and it's like, okay, you want to be a millionaire, but you're broke. You want to be fit, but you're fat. Like all these things, you know, like starts coming in. So what studies have shown is that uh, the way, if we start a phrase with I am, whatever we finish that phrase with, our brain like actually rewires itself differently. There are mm -hmm. some people that believe this is biblical. There's some people that just see how it is in science, but they can plug a bunch of stuff to our head, watch our brain waves as we do it. So here's the thing. What they're basically saying is like, this is why people created affirmations. If you said, I am uh, an in-demand speaker, there's going to be, again, like if you're not, there's going to be a part of you, like, let's be real. That's going to be 
that's hilarious. Like, no, you're not. So we create conflict as we try to rewrite the narrative. So my best advice is if you're writing out something that you feel is not true, then instead of saying, I am an in-demand speaker, you say, I am becoming an in-demand speaker. Mm-hmm. I am becoming a, a you know authoritative brand in my industry. I am becoming financially wealthy. I am becoming uh, you know physically fit. I am becoming uh, someone with a strong mindset. I am becoming more courageous. Whatever it may be, like yeah. if you say I am becoming, then it's like okay, it's hard for your subconscious to argue with that. Right, right. So whenever you're writing that out, how do you find the balance between this aspirational future tense me? Um, but also being, you know, realistic, you know? So if you said, I am becoming the world's richest person, it's like, yeah, maybe, but like statistically, that's probably not likely, you know? So like, I don't know, like, how do you like think through like, yeah, I want to, I want to, um, shoot for the stars, so to speak, but I also want to be like realistic and not set myself up for future failure. Yeah. So I think that comes into, we have to really get in touch with what we actually want. Yeah. And most entrepreneurs, by the way, don't. So if someone was like, oh, I want to be the richest person in the world. It's like, you know what? No, you don't. Nobody yeah. wants to be the richest person in the world. Just someone's going to become that, right? Yeah. Like there's no additional trophy. Like whoever's the ninth richest person in the world right now, they're not Dude, jealous, okay. <laughs> number one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're fine. So it's it's that thing of like figuring out, like what do you really, really want? So again, let's say that you want to make all of your revenue and your income through public speaking. Okay, awesome. You don't have to make a million dollars a year to be a very, very successful public speaker. Yeah. You know, and do financially well. Like there's a lot of opportunity there. So get in touch with like what it is you actually want. What's the lifestyle you want? What's the business you want? And and not to sound too, you know, kind of... uh, you know, soft or whatever. But honestly, dude, I think it comes back to impact. Like, who do I want to impact? How many people do I want to impact? And, you know, rewrite your goals based on that. Mm -hmm. I don't ever set financial goals in my business. I used to when I was young and had no money. Like then it was always, you know, I want to make six figures a year and I want this amount per month and all that stuff. Now it's so much more of reach and impact. And so it's less about like me figuring out I want X number of speaking gigs, you know, per year or per month. And instead it's like, okay, how can I get this message to uh, 500,000 people this year? Yeah. And listen, if I can do that in two gigs, awesome. Cause I'm lazy. Like, let me just do that. (laughs) Efficient, efficient, efficient. Right. Exactly. Yes. I'm efficient, not lazy. But the the, the truth is like, yeah, they're probably not going to be two gigs that are going to book me that are going to be that size audience. So that's where then it's like, okay, but if I can go speak to 500 people here and 50 people here, like, you know, it's about progress again. Like it's just viewing this as like, this is a journey, not this in destination where, uh, you know, you just think that it's all black and white. 
Yeah. Uh, and you also, you, you mentioned that once you, you write out what that future narrative should be, then you're actually, you're scheduling it to make it happen. And so there's, there's certainly an element of like, I'm reminding myself of this is who I'm becoming. This is who I'm becoming. This is who I'm becoming, but like closing your eyes really tight and clicking your heels together, you know, that does nothing for you. Uh, and the same way that like signing up for a gym membership doesn't automatically get you healthy, you know, walking into whole foods doesn't change anything for your diet. Uh, and so how do you, how do you, uh, sounds like part of it's certainly going to be the, the schedule part. Is there anything else that we should be doing to translate the, Hey, in order to make this happen, I have to actually do something. I have to show up in a certain way for this to become a reality. So you, you just said the keywords, which is show up the other action step we can do. And I would rather people do this than journal meditate or any of that stuff, which is every single day, write out or type out if you want, what your intentions are. Like, how do you intend to show up? Yeah. This morning at 6 a.m., looking at my entire calendar for the day, I wrote that I intended to show up with a positive attitude and a lot of energy on this podcast. Mm. Now, it's not like I wouldn't have if I didn't write out that intention. This is just about maintaining awareness. Yeah. Because let's let me I'll give like the real raw, you know, behind the scenes element of this. If I didn't get purposeful this morning and get very clear on how I intend to show up, then here's how what would have happened. Our dog right now is sick and he's throwing up all over the house. I would have yelled about that. Yeah. Right. You, you, you know, our kids were supposed to clean up our living room because they had like this big sleepover thing. They didn't clean it. I would have snapped at them. Yeah. But I wrote out that I intended to be a patient father today. Yeah. Now, when I saw that the mess was still there, I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, you know, and it's not that like I don't then get onto my kids or whatever. It's that, you know, again, this isn't about like nothing bothers you. It's just being intentional with how am I going to show up today? Yeah. How am I going to show up on every call that I have? How am I going to show up when I email back? Uh, this uh, event organizer and answer their questions. How am I going to show up on the video that I'm creating and putting on YouTube or this lunch appointment I have just any of that. It's like, let's get intentional because the thing is grant is if we can go back then and look and see, you know what I intended to show up these ways and I didn't, or I wrote all this out, but my calendar isn't reflecting it. Now we can actually measure it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the key. Cause it's a muscle. We have like, we can't just write out this new version of ourselves. And like you said, Matt, you know, click our heels and magically it's a new us. Yeah. But what we can do is start to lay out these intentions and schedule of this is how I'm going to start showing up. These are the actions I'm going to take. And then we can actually verify progress or lack thereof, because we can look and see, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not doing any of these new things that I yeah. wrote out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a good point of like, you know, something's going to happen in your business. You're going to interact with your kids today. Uh, life is going to happen with the dog. You're going to show up for a podcast interview. Like these things are going to take place, but if I can be proactive in determining like, this is what's going to happen when I get to that point in the journey uh, and then show up that way, it, it makes a, a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and again, being specific with it because you can't just say my intention is to be good today. Yeah. But like, well, yeah, no duh. Like, you know, of course, right? But like I said, like for this, it was I intend, you know, to, to bring a certain energy to, you know, try to add a lot of value, like to have a good attitude, to be real focused, 
you, you know, with it. Why? Right. Because like you said at the start, man, I've been on this two times. If the third time's not better, I'm afraid you won't have me back. And then that's <laughs> awkward because as we're recording this, people are going to be like, well, he never had Morgan back that fourth time, you know, must have been that third interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all fell apart. That's that's where uh, all, which all will uh, which will not be the case. You brought the A game today, man. We appreciate it. This was a, a lot of fun. If people want to find out more about you and uh, what you're up to, where can we go? JohnMichaelMorgan.com. Awesome. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. And again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.